0: Let's talk about the latest drama surrounding controversial influencer and kickboxer Andrew Tate. So Andrew Tate is someone that I've been accused of defending and simultaneously throwing under the bus and demonizing. So I guess I'll just make my thoughts on Andrew Tate clear before we get into this. He is, as many of us are, A mixed bag. There are things that Andrew Tate says in terms of young men developing their strengths and their passions that I agree with and that I think is needed because there aren't many public figures out there who are speaking to young people, young men, and saying, hey, it's okay to be masculine. In fact, it's something you should embrace, it's something you should work toward. And so many young men, especially, are really in need of that right now. So I think that can actually be a positive thing. However, there are things that he has said, especially older clips about women that I do not condone or agree with. And I'm also not a fan of the fact that he used to run a webcam business as, as a Christian, as a conservative. I just, I just don't think pornography is what our society needs. It's not good for women. It's not good for men. Now, granted, he no longer runs that webcam business, but he has also been unwilling to condemn his former involvement with that. He basically says, well, I I did what I had to do. It wasn't illegal shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, He is someone who I think has changed over the years. He's been in the public spotlight for quite a while now. And it seems like he is, I I guess, living a, I don't want to say more conservative lifestyle, but he doesn't at least seem to be engaged in, uh, you know, spreading online pornography. So that's a step forward. But overall, uh, you know, he's someone who people are very keen to ask you whether you support him or not. And if you ask me, it's not that simple. And if you actually want a deeper understanding of who Andrew Tate is, especially what he stands for now, I recommend you watch his interview with Candace Owens. It was it's a long one, but I think it's it was really interesting. Now, with all that in mind, obviously the big news surrounding Andrew Tate is the fact that he's currently facing charges in Romania related to human trafficking and rape and this is all having to do with that webcam business I mentioned he used to run now he definitely ran and was involved in it but the question is whether the women or at least some of the women who were part of that enterprise were there willingly or not Tate insists that hey any any woman who was there uh, she fully wanted to do it I wasn't coercing anyone this was consensual and even some of the women who are uh, named as victims, strangely, uh, in those charges. Uh, yes, this was totally of our own free will. No one was being held uh, hostage or anything like that. The Romanian government, uh, obviously, though, disagrees. And obviously, this case hasn't actually gone to trial yet. We are still waiting to see what some of the alleged evidence they have against Andrew Tate is. Uh, but the other day I saw this headline trending and I thought it was very interesting. It immediately got my attention, which I think was the point from the BBC. It says Andrew Tate chats in a war room suggests dozens of women groomed. Isn't that interesting? Are are they saying that they have evidence now that Andrew Tate groomed a further dozen more women uh, than was initially thought? Similarly, when talking about the same story, the Daily Beast chose this headline, 45 new victims allegedly ID'd in leaked chats from Andrew Tate's war room. Wow. wow. So we are saying that there are actually 45 new women that Andrew Tate groomed. That's terrible. That's awful. However, as I quickly discovered upon reading these articles, as is so often the case nowadays, those headlines weren't exactly... Accurately representing the story in question. Because you see, what these journalists are talking about here isn't the idea that Andrew Tate actually groomed like 45 women, and there are chats supporting that idea. Instead, what they are referring to is the fact that members of Andrew Tate's war room, which is essentially like a men's club, uh, other people within his organization were apparently allegedly discussing ways to groom women into sex work. Now, don't get me wrong, again, I am against sex work. This does sound Human trafficking adjacent, if not outright human trafficking, we can discuss the differences there. I don't condone any of that, but I think there was a very conscious decision made on the part of these publications to try and make it seem like Andrew Tate himself uh, was just at it again, grooming girls online. Let's actually get into these articles here because, of course, if this is Andrew Tate's organization, the War Room, even if he himself is not participating in these actions, that doesn't mean he bears no responsibility for what is going on in his own club. So it says here evidence that dozens of women were groomed into online sex work by members of influencer Andrew Tate's war room group has been uncovered by the BBC. Leaked internal chat logs identify 45 potential victims between March 2019 and April 2020, but the total number is likely higher. Says these texts also appear to show the techniques used by war room members to exploit possible victims. And it says Mr. Tate denies any wrongdoing and says he is prepared to defend his innocence. Again, the wording here is kind of Vague and I think purposefully so, I'm pretty sure that the goal here is to confuse readers into believing that perhaps Mr. Tate personally was responsible for allegedly grooming these 45 women. It says a statement issued by his press officer said the BBC's findings represent another brazen attempt to present one-sided unverified allegations against him. And now it goes into explaining exactly what the War Room actually is. It says the War Room, which costs $8,000 a year to join, is a network of powerful men and those who want to learn from them. The War Room promotes self-discipline, motivation, and confidence. confidence building whilst giving members access to thousands of professionals from around the world who encourage personal responsibility and accountability, emphasizing the importance of taking ownership of your choices and actions. Now at face value, I don't have any problem with this type of, I guess, organization. I know there are different male influencers who have similarly tried to promote almost like a, a club amongst their followers, people who are similarly dedicated to a certain lifestyle, a certain ideology or way of thinking, and they can all help each other and also help Each other grow or reach certain goals. I think a lot of men, they are searching for that camaraderie, that purpose. And now I'd caution any man against looking up to an influencer or someone like Andrew Tate in what might be considered an idolatrous way. But hey, if you are just interested in networking uh, with different men and maybe having some advice about different parts of your life, I think these types of men's groups are fine. I'm not one of those women who demands that women be allowed in all spaces. It's it's fine. You want to bro out online, go for it. Where things potentially are toxic, though, is that it seems like there are perhaps some men in in this group particularly who are interested in, at the very least, sexually exploiting women. The term human trafficking and grooming, I mean, they're thrown around a lot, but at the very least, I think if you are a Christian, if you are a conservative, even if you like Andrew Tate, you can't support this type of behavior. You see, it's explained here that leaked online chats indicate the War Room teaches members through its so-called PhD course. The initials stand for Pimpin' hose degree, how to groom women into sex work. Members are instructed by some of the War Room leadership, known as generals, to romantically seduce, emotionally manipulate, and socially isolate women before luring them into performing on webcams, often taking all or most of the money they make. And here we actually have some posts from the War Room That go into explicit detail as to how men can supposedly set up women to perform sex work so that they can get money from that. It says we deliberately reduce attention and note if she chases. Then we set up a coffee date and execute a move to find out if she is willing to pay for our coffee and serve us. After that, it becomes a series of gradual steps to remove her entire support structure from her life. Then we punish her for a transgression, real or imagined, by having her get our name tattooed on her, leaving her family's home slash apartment slash town slash even country webcamming slash stripping slash walking the track for us getting us girls Escalate, escalate, escalate. And it says after that, it becomes a series of gradual steps to remove her entire support structure from her life. And in this online class, if you can call it that, men are encouraged to ensure that they are the sole authority over different women. Says she doesn't even have a wallet. Why do I need one, Daddy? I can't count it anyways. Isolating her from her family, friends, past is the kindest thing you can do for her if you are taking responsibility for having sole authority over her. Now, look, if you ask me, do the behaviors explained here sound illegal? I would say no, although I'm not a lawyer but uh it sounds like the goal here is to ensure that women are doing all of these things willingly so I don't think they're they're being forced into anything uh, I I guess that doesn't sound illegal however. I think you'd be very hard-pressed to argue that it is not, at the bare minimum, highly, highly immoral. I think at the very least, this is a guidebook explaining how to have one of the most toxic relationships or mindsets possible when it comes to women. And that's not even talking about the sex work. That's just the idea that you're trying to isolate a woman from her friends and family and make her dependent on you with the explicit goal of being able to control her or manipulate her. And it's like, yes, obviously, these women are adults and they have Agency, but that doesn't excuse the fact that this is behavior that is meant to push someone beyond a limit that they might previously or otherwise have. Again, this is just toxic behavior. It's smarmy, and it's not It's not traditional in, in any sense. And I know uh, people in, especially the red pill community, they like to equate these types of power dynamic with, oh, well, I'm just traditional. Sorry, I'm not a feminist like you. It's like, no, nothing about this is biblical, Christian, or, or traditional. This is just, I mean, it, it's straight up, I would even go so far as to say evil, malicious. And so how this all relates back to Andrew Taylor, again, I want to be clear here, despite what these articles might try to to uh, have people believe this is not Andrew Tate specifically who is encouraging this behavior or writing this. But at the same time, if Andrew Tate uh, wants to distance himself from any allegations of grooming, sex trafficking, you name it, then he would be well served to ensure that this type of thing is not on his platform, is not part of his organization, and that people who are pushing it are trying to encourage women to leave their families and start webcaming so that these men can earn money off of them. No, he, he should make sure that this does not exist in the war room. That shouldn't be a controversial thing to say that, hey, if you have an online club or platforms, probably a good idea to not allow discussion of sexual exploitation on it. I don't know. Seems pretty straightforward to me, but as always, I would love to know what you guys think. If you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time.